0: Hello and welcome everyone to the introduction to the world of email and deliverability. This course is by Yana Tori, a deliverability specialist brought to you by Netcore Cloud. Our goal is to explore the truths and myths of email as we navigate the ever-evolving world of email and deliverability. In order to optimize touch points through email with subscribers and ensure emails land in the inbox or promotions tab. Follow the full online course for access to extra supporting documents on the NetCore Cloud website, YouTube, and online learning platforms like Udemy.
1: Let's talk about the different components of an email. I keep saying that email is more than just a subject line, pretty pictures, and a call to action. So let's start with the from name, the subject line, and its little partner in crime, the preheader. The sender name is a very important part of your identity. It is one of the main reasons people will open your email or not. When we look at our inboxes, one of the things that we look at and we associate either a positive or negative emotion to is the sender name. If a particular brand has been abusing their permission to email you, you'll probably associate a negative emotion with the brand. And when those emails just keep coming in, you might not be as keen on opening them anymore. On the other hand, if there is a sender that is offering you value on a regular basis, you will associate a positive feeling to the brand and are more likely to open future emails, especially if the subject line also caters to your wants and needs. Some companies prefer to have the company name as the sender name, while other businesses will use the name of a person. This is all up to you, but it can also be tested. A simple A-B test over time can help you determine if your audience prefers a branded sender name or a more personal one. In most cases, it depends on the type of emails you're sending. If it is about your business updating the terms of use, you have the option of signing the email from the company name or even the person in charge of compliance. Every business is different and certain things we take for granted or we set up and forget can always be rethought. You never know how a tiny little change can affect your business. Other than timing and great deliverability, the subject line helps your audience decide if your email should be open. But beware, we always want our audience to open the email and also take the time to read it. Having a multitude of people who open emails because of a clickbait style subject line can become a red flag to certain inbox service providers, especially the ones that care about your audience's engagement. Subject lines are very important, but have limited space. Certain businesses will use emojis or extremely short subject lines in order to send out in the inbox. The best way to get people to open your email, other than associating a positive feeling towards your brand or business, is by being honest. You wanna make sure your readers know exactly what to expect from your email Reading your subject line. If you have an incredible deal, it better be an incredible deal. We sometimes forget how we feel when we open emails in our own inboxes where we ignore half the messages and get annoyed by the other half for a variety of reasons. So when we have our sender's hat on, let's not forget that feeling. Always start by asking yourself what the purpose of your email is. Then ask yourself does the subject line reflect that? It is extremely important that it does. The number of characters in a subject line is limited by your subscriber's mailbox and the device they use to read them. Saying below the 40 to 50 character count for both your subject line and pre-header text will help ensure your subscribers can read them fully on a mobile device as well. To be sure, always test. Another thing to look out for are emojis and special fonts. From subject lines to content in your email's body, emojis and special fonts can sound fun, but do not remain consistent between inboxes. Not only can screen readers have a hard time reading them or not be able to read them at all, they can completely break or show strange things. Keep things simple and please test your emails in different mailbox providers to ensure everything looks great. Spammy words and subject lines aren't what makes your email land in spam. It is all about historical context and subscriber engagement. If you are a pharmaceutical company sending emails for years, spam filters learn and expect certain words to be part of your content on the other hand, you're the owner of a domain and send emails to people who don't know you, show negative signs of engagement, such as clicking on spam, or simply ignoring all your emails, you will have a hard time inboxing. This is a larger topic we will cover in the deliverability section of this course, but be aware that the way people react to your emails start with the subject line, and that great subscriber engagement is more important than specific words we consider spammy, such as sales, or using too many exclamation points. Those won't be the reason your email's line is spam. Along with the subject line, something very cool that many of us don't set up for every email is the pre-header. The pre-header is the summary that is under or next to the subject line before you even open the email. In many cases, it will just be the first line of text you have in your email, but many people don't know they can control it. Even if the email marketing service provider you're using doesn't have this field easily available, please refer to the extra document from this part of the course and learn an easy workaround that would help you implement it. The pre-header, is used to provide a short summary of the email and together with your subject line can work wonders in capturing your audience's attention. When it comes to content within the body of your email, ask yourself, is it valuable to my audience or is it valuable to my business and myself only? An even easier question would be, if I asked my mom to sign up and read all the emails I create and send, would she continue reading them to support me in my hard work? Or is she also gonna get annoyed, find me repetitive or my marketing aggressive? Because let's be honest, if my mom doesn't have the patience to read my emails that I created or doesn't see any value, why would I expect my recipients to? Inbox providers exist to serve their customers. They don't spend all day thinking about your business and how to help you make more money. One of their goals is to protect their customers from spam, spoofed emails, phishing attempts, by unfortunately reducing the amount of email a person receives that they don't actually want to receive. We tend to have this common assumption that when you send an email from your inbox, or from an email marketing software provider, that your recipients will receive the email in the inbox or promotions tab. It is a very common but very damaging misconception because it makes people think that all it takes is a list of email addresses, a subject line, content, and just to press send. Instead of strategizing with a customer truly in mind and thinking about every little detail that would really bring a return, like diving into data to do better segmentation or creating amazing subscribers' life cycles, isn't what we're usually push to do. The best emails are the ones that have a very clear purpose. Are you selling something? Then sell it. Are you trying to inform people of a change? Then inform them. It's just as easy as that. We sometimes see what other businesses are doing and then we get stuck trying to imitate them. We try to be clever, interesting, exciting by trying the wrong tactics that don't fit our brand. Sometimes being clear and direct is the best way to get people to do what you want without even pushing or annoying anyone. Trying to trick people is never a good idea. I have seen way too many, look at this amazing deal, which ended up being a 5% coupon to a $2 purchase. How long do you think my relationship with this brand lasted? You wanna keep your emails as short as possible in terms of word, count, and the design select. Too many scrolls can make it impossible for your subscribers to focus on what you want them to do. This brings us to a little side note. As a business, we know that a great way to get people's attention is by offering amazing deals. Sometimes though, this can work against us. Here's a really simple example. If weekly you send a 10% coupon on anything on your website, there is no fear of missing out. People won't feel the need to use a coupon and buy something today if they know they're gonna get another coupon next week. And let's be honest, even on the marketing side of things, always offering coupons or special deals and rebates is just not the way to go for most industries. So what is the easiest way to create content for your audience? Here are the two most important questions. Question number one, what do I want my recipients to do? I want them to read an article, inform them of changes, make them purchase something, ask them for a review, notify, get them to sign up for something. There is so much I can want or ask from a contact on my list. Question number two, what does my audience need from me or find valuable? This is where you need to be creative and clever. How do you offer value while also getting your needs met as a marketer? And remember, your real goal doesn't need to be the CTA in your email. Your true call to action can be on the website after they click the link. Give them an experience and a story to follow. So let's take a simple fashion example. You can let people know they are running out of time for items you're liquidating as a new collection will come and replace everything. You're instilling a fear of missing out instead of just giving a rebate because things are on clearance. You're informing customers by piquing their interest and you are technically selling an email with a clear goal, sell as much of the previous collection and inform of the new one. So what does this do in the customer's mind? Well, it reminds them that your business exists, that you, you satisfy their curiosity about what's happening with your brand and any product that they might have wanted to buy, you start making them think, hmm, what if this is my last chance? So what are the other important parts when it comes to marketing, email and content? Within every email, the best way to ensure you have no issues when it comes to compliance is by ensuring you have permission to send your emails, ensure you have your company address at the bottom of the email, a working unsubscribe link, and a preference center if that's possible. This is mainly for compliance reasons. And as we will learn in later sections, you definitely prefer an unsubscribe versus spam complaint. Trust me, I know.
0: Feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn at Netcore Cloud or at Yanatori and we'll answer all your questions. Thanks for listening to this part of the course created by Yanatori and brought to you by Netcore Cloud, a global MarTech product company that helps brands create amazing digital experiences with a range of products that help in acquisition, engagement, and retention by revolutionizing the way marketing and product teams engage with consumers.